Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to this special five-part podcast series sponsored by Affiliated Monitors, which celebrates Affiliated Monitors' 15 years in business as the first entity specializing in independent integrity monitoring. Founded in 2004, Affiliated Monitors provides independent integrity monitoring and ethics and compliance assessments nationally and internationally and across almost all industries. With its knowledge of effective ethics and compliance programs and cultures, Affiliated Monitors is respected for its work as the corporate monitor on matters ranging from multinational corporations to small and mid-sized companies and even individuals. Having served in nearly 750 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance programs, visit this podcast series sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. In this five-part series, I visit with Jesse Kaplan, the Managing Director of Corporate Oversight at Affiliated Monitors, in a series on emerging issues in healthcare compliance and independent monitoring. We take up the opioid crisis, focusing on prescribing opioids, regulatory and compliance risks, the identifying and mitigating risks around opioid prescribing. We consider the expanded use of an independent monitor in healthcare regulatory situations. Then we take a look at it from the independent integrity monitoring of healthcare organizations and systems. And finally, we conclude with using independent integrity assessments and monitoring to limit adverse consequences of compliance violations. This five-part series is sponsored by Affiliated Monitors, and it is a special presentation of the Compliance Podcast Network. The opioid crisis is one of the greatest current crises facing American healthcare. In this episode one, we focus on the risks posed by opioid prescribing. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and welcome to episode one of Emerging Issues in Healthcare Compliance and Independent Monitoring. As you know, I'm joined in this five-part exploration on this subject by Jesse Kaplan. Jesse is the Managing Director of Corporate Oversight at Affiliated Monitors, He has over 30 years' experience as an attorney in both public and private sectors, much of that time in leadership positions. Most recently, he was the general counsel of the Massachusetts Executive Office of Health and Human Services as chief of the Massachusetts Attorney General's Office of Consumer Protection and Antitrust Division, and also as the attorney general of, and I hope I don't butcher this, Palau, Uh, and is a trial attorney in the U.S. Department of Justice's Antitrust Division. He's also been in private practice. He's a national health care expert and has also worked in uh, uh, as general counsel for Fallon Health, a Massachusetts not-for-profit HMO. Jesse, with that incredibly long-winded introduction, first of all, welcome and thank you for taking the time to visit with me. Thank you, Tom. My pleasure. Jesse, we're going to explore some really interesting topics that I think are incredibly important um, in the healthcare industry, but actually in the wider American society. And we're going to start right off with what I think is one of the the biggest issues around healthcare right now, focusing on opioid prescriptions, regulatory, and liability risks. 
So let me just just start right out by asking, what are the risks to providers and healthcare organizations from opioid prescribing? Yeah, I mean, this, this begins with the opioid crisis, and policymakers and the healthcare industry itself are, are trying to address the opioid crisis in a number of different ways. One of the ways is to focus on the prescribing of opioids with the goal of significantly reducing the number of people who are prescribed opioids and then become addicted or who may divert their legally prescribed drugs. Healthcare providers who engage in inappropriate opioid prescribing are increasingly subject to discipline by professional medical boards. Uh, They can face restrictions on their licenses to practice, and in some cases, they've had their licenses suspended or revoked. Uh, Where patients are harmed based on opioid prescriptions, uh, those providers can face civil medical malpractice liability. And in the most egregious cases, providers have been prosecuted criminally, either under a federal uh, the Federal Controlled Substances Act, or under different state criminal laws. But Jesse, it's really beyond or, or more than just the organizations themselves, because I understand the Department of Justice is now taking a much more aggressive approach to actually to physicians who prescribe excessive amounts of opi- opioids. What have you seen the DOJ uh, do in this area? Yeah, you're absolutely right, Tom. So The Department of Justice, both in Washington and in individual United States attorney's offices, has become uh, more aggressive at identifying providers with problematic or suspicious opioid prescribing records. Uh, for example, in 2017, uh, then Attorney General Jeff Sessions announced the formation of what they called the Opioid Fraud and Abuse Detection Unit. Uh, in his announcement, uh, Attorney General Sessions uh, said that the DOJ would use data, anal- data analytics to identify physicians who were writing opioid prescriptions at a rate that exceeded what other physicians were writing. Uh, They also, uh, the OJ also intended to use data uh, to determine how many of a doctor's patients may have died within 60 days of an opioid prescription. Uh, And following up on that, just last year, U.S. attorneys in Massachusetts and Georgia sent warning letters to physicians who had, number one, relatively high opioid prescribing histories, or two, physicians who have had a patient die from an overdose, or three, patients who died for any reason within two months of being prescribed opioids. And in the letters, uh, particularly, for instance, the letter from the Massachusetts Attorney, uh, U.S. Attorney's Office, that letter reminded physicians that prescribing opioids without a legitimate medical purpose or in excessive amounts is illegal. Of course, Uh, This begs the question for physicians. For physicians who genuinely care, you know, about their patients and are trying to treat chronic pain, how do they ensure they are prescribing for, quote, a legitimate medical purpose or for a diagnosis where opioid treatment is both indicated and appropriate? That's a big question. And the other question is, what dosages or number of pills is, quote, an excessive amount? that could put the physician at legal jeopardy? These are not easy questions to answer, uh, but we'll talk about uh, in these uh, episodes a little bit more about how you know, how physicians and their organizations can address that issue. Jesse, as you know, uh, my focus is on anti-bribery corruption. And one of the things I continually tell people is to document, document, document. 
whatever you may do, document it. And I guess I wanted to ask for the physician who finds himself in this situation, particularly as you just uh, articulated, the physician who generally cares about their patients and they're trying to create uh, treat real chronic pain is the documentation of the patient visits, the patient describing their condition and indeed the patient prescriptions part of a compliance regime for a doctor or does that uh, not translate into into the healthcare space? No, uh, quite the opposite. It is absolutely important, crucial for physicians to document uh, document. Uh, what their diagnosis is and documented clearly uh, with an eye towards uh, th- that that this patient uh, could have a different doctor at some point in the near future uh, or uh, someone like a regulator may be looking at the patient record. So absolutely documenting uh, how the doctor came to the diagnosis, why the doctor uh, is recommending or is prescribing an opioid to address uh, that diagnosis. Uh, documenting things like whether or not, and we'll get into this a little bit more, but whether or not they, they, uh, the doctor checked, uh, the state's uh, prescription drug monitoring database, uh, uh, whether, uh, whether the doctor, uh, ha- ordered toxicology screens to see, in fact, what that patient, uh, is taking, uh, and then address those toxicology, uh, screens. These are all, documentation is key. You're absolutely right. Document. Is key. I, you know, I think I've heard like in the in the healthcare field. You know, if a, if a physician hasn't documented it, then you know, then it really hasn't been done. Jesse, from where you sit, uh, there are other players, or I should say, there are other certainly other players in this uh, response to the opioid crisis. But from where you sit, what do you see legislators and regulators doing to address the crisis? Yeah. So, the crisis has resulted in new laws and regulations addressing things like hospital staffing, uh, hospital discharge and treatment processes, limits on the quantity and dosages of opioids that can be prescribed, uh, and mandated use of state prescription drug monitoring program databases, like I just mentioned. They're also called PDMPs. Uh, In fact, just this February, uh, CMS, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid uh, Services, issued a letter to all Medicare providers with what they call their roadmap, focusing on preventing new cases of opioid disorder, treating patients with opioid use disorders, and using data to target prevention and treatment activities. Uh, you know, as a result of this evolving legal environment, individual physicians and physician extenders like advanced practice nurses, nurses, also group practices, hospitals, even insurance companies who are increasingly employing physicians, They all face significant regulatory and liability risks if they are engaging in inappropriate and dangerous opioid prescribing practices or if they're not complying with the increasingly complex prescribing laws and regulations. Within that context, uh, Jesse, um, what do you see as the legal and regulatory framework impacting the actual prescribing of or the prescription of opioids? So there are a number of federal and state laws impacting opioid prescribing. Uh, you know, some of the more recent and significant developments include, you know, state laws limiting the qu- quantity and doses of opioids uh, that you can prescribe, as I just mentioned, uh, requiring providers to use and check the, the prescription drug monitoring uh, program databases before they prescribe drugs, uh, controlled substances to their patients, 
there are also more sophisticated guidelines for pr practitioners, including CDC guidelines. Uh, and these are becoming really the standard of care for prescribers. Uh, and, and I'll give you an example. So, for example, just about every state has a PDMP, you know, this database, uh, which, is, which tracks a patient's history of opioid prescriptions. Increasingly, states require providers to check the PDMP before prescribing opioids. And by checking the PDMP, the physician can be informed whether the patient appears to have an addiction problem, uh, maybe doctor shopping for opioid prescriptions, maybe diverting drugs, or might even just be at risk for dangerous drug interactions. And, uh, and just quickly, I'll just explain the PDMP and how that system works. So, uh, so almost all states now... Uh, require the CDMPs. And what happens is when a physician uh, prescribes a controlled substance, that prescription is usually called in or sent into a pharmacy. And when the pharmacy, in addition to filling that prescription, they have to report uh, that prescription up to the state database, including the person who's getting the prescription, the physician that, that made the prescribe, the date, and what's been prescribed. And with all that information, what happens then is, let's say you're a physician, you have a new patient uh, before, and you're considering uh, uh, giving that, uh, prescribing that patient, let's say, an opioid. Uh, before you do that, you can go, or you really need to go onto this database and see what other uh, controlled substances have been prescribed uh, for this patient. Uh, certainly, you would hope that the patient would tell you in the meeting, but that's not always the case. And if you see that the patient, for instance, maybe saw another physician 60 days ago who prescribed high dosages of opioids, and now you have the, a new patient who wants the same thing. Well, now that raises a red flag that this patient may be doctor shopping, looking for doctors to prescribe them uh, opioids. So, uh, but even in a more benign situation, uh, you might see when you check the database that, this, that another physician, uh, maybe it's a mental health physician, has uh, prescribe the, the patient a, a drug that could negatively in, interact with the drug that you're about to prescribe. So that's, it's very important for docs to check the PMPs. Uh, so uh, a couple of other, you know, recent changes in the law uh, and requirements are, you know, states are passing laws on, like I mentioned, limiting the quantity and, and dosage of opioids. Uh, for example, in Massachusetts, which was the first state that passed such a law, in 2016, uh, the state set a seven-day limit on initial opioid prescriptions. Uh, and the CDC has come out with guidelines uh, that are designed to improve communications between providers and patients about both the benefits and risk of using opioids. Uh, and these guidelines uh, have three main principles. Uh, one, non-opioid therapy is preferred for chronic pain in most circumstances. Two, the lowest possible effective dosage should be prescribed. And three, clinicians should always exercise caution when prescribing opioids and should closely monitor their patients who have been prescribed opioids. Well, this may all seem like common sense. It really, it, it, to some extent, it has been somewhat of an evolution uh, in the standard of practice for doctors uh, trying to treat chronic pain. Jesse, really everything you've said so far leads to the question that I think is one of the most important ones for healthcare organizations, which is what should be the primary compliance concern for healthcare organizations in connection with the opioid crisis? Yeah, I, I, you're absolutely right, Tom. That, that, that is the big question. And 
what I would say is that healthcare organizations should be asking the following questions. You know, number one, do you have policies and procedures in place to ensure that your staff, particularly your physicians and your physician extenders, are aware of all the new requirements for opioid prescribing? Second, have your providers and staff been educated in those policies and procedures? And third, are they actually following appropriate opioid prescribing practices and all the relevant laws and regulations, including the organization's own prescribing policies? You know, if, if the health organization is not asking those questions or doesn't know what the answers are to those questions, then they likely have some real risk and, and should be uh, identifying and mitigating those. So, Jesse, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time, but I've been visiting today with uh, Jesse Kaplan, and uh, we have been discussing the introduction to our five-part podcast series. I hope you'll join us again tomorrow where we look at how healthcare organizations can identify and mitigate the risks from opioid prescribing. Jesse, thank you. Thank you, Tom. This is Tom Fox. I hope you enjoyed this episode in our five-part exploration of emerging issues in healthcare compliance and independent monitoring. Also, I hope you will check out our sponsor's website, www.affiliatedmonitors.com. I hope you will join us again for another episode. This five-part podcast series on emerging issues in healthcare compliance and independent monitoring is a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.